This has been a long-awaited podcast that should have happened a long time ago, but when things happen for a reason, things happen, and when they happen, they happen perfectly. So I just want to, you know, formally welcome you, Brittany, to this We Don't Play podcast station. It's been a minute. (laughs) (laughs) It has. Forever. I feel like it's been forever, but it's finally here. Yeah. You know, sometimes we got to go through the ups and downs to make it happen, so... It's just a beautiful thing, you know, to hear conversations because this is not the first time they're they're listening to you because we've been in some podcasts on audio with with Clubhouse and they're like, oh, yeah, we know who Brittany is. We've clicked on her link in the description. But now it's like it's all you and it's all about what you do. And it's a good way for people to have a backstory so they can actually appreciate the people they listen to, you know. Exactly, I agree to that. Yeah, so thank you so much for joining. It's a pleasure to have you here on the We Don't Play podcast station. And I would love people to know more about you, what you do, and just tell us how you got into all this amazing experiences that you've been having. Jeez, uh, where did I start? Um, <laughs> well, you uh, most people know me for my fashion. I, I've been into fashion since I was like a little baby. And I wish the internet was popping back then because I probably would have been a billionaire by now. But <laughs> I would, uh, when I was younger, I would take my pajamas and I would convert them into different pieces. Like now that's the norm. But back in the 90s, nobody was doing that. And when you don't have social media, it's not like you could broadcast that to the entire world. So I used to do that when I was little. Um, and then, of course, when social media became popular, I started showcasing that. Um, but, but by then, of course, other people were doing that, too. But just imagine a three-year-old showing you different ways to wear your pajamas and your dresses. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you so, doing? <laughs> yeah, and I used to do stuff like that. Also, um, the first thing I ever made my mom was a pair of house shoes out of newspapers. Wow. And she wore those things for an entire week. Um, so I've always been creative and crafty since I was a baby. Um, but once again, when social media was becoming like really popular and was being pushed out there, one of the first platforms I joined was, of course, MySpace. And that's where I started to really showcase my passion for fashion and also the learning process of me learning fashion because I was still in school. And um, I took it to YouTube and I went from there. And then from there, we are here with the marketing agency, the business coaching and all the other stuff. And then the whole medical field thing. That's beautiful. You know, you just said medical field thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like you do that. <laughs> it is a medical field thing. <laughs> do you think, like, back then and now, as far as, like, technology, has it made things better or more complicated? I think it made things better. Are you speaking for myself? I mean, I would, I would say for you first, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it made things better because um, without social media, I wouldn't be able to work with like Google and YouTube and all these companies. But also just by you putting out a piece of content, it allows you to connect with the entire world. So I got people in Nigeria. They're like, yo, I'm from your tribe. What's up? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I, I love it. But just being able to connect with people all over the world and like Paris and yeah. all these amazing places that I actually want to travel to. It's just an amazing feeling. It's it's like writing a pen pal now or a message in a right. bottle. <laughs> it's so different. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And the reactions you get from people are also different. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, I mean, um, it's crazy because some of the people who watch my content, they understand what I'm doing, but they also don't speak English, but they understand what I'm doing. And so it, I find that quite interesting what people are able to learn and they're giving me, like they share the projects that they've created from my videos. But what I'm trying to point out is, I guess the way that I do content is still understandable for people who don't even speak the native language for me, which is English, right? And so that's been pretty interesting. Um, also, I've learned some things over the past, like because I do a lot of fashion content, most of the time I'm using measurements, but they're measurements for Americans. So because I got people in other countries, they're just like, can we get the conversion for that? Because we don't know what's going on here. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that allowed me to kind of go back and um, not, I wouldn't say make changes, but make some adjustments moving forward so I can reach more people so they can understand those conversions too. Yeah. I love that you're actually educating them in the process of content creating. It's different. Yeah. It's been really, really fun. Really, really fun. Wow. I feel like at this point now, all you have to think about is creating something for them to see. Because like what you're creating really is inspiring them to create more. So they may be like, hey, Brittany, look, I, I made something that you gave me an idea for yesterday when I was bored or this something I've been trying to get on my head for the whole year. And it happens just because you're able to help them see that. What is that feeling you get? when you see someone come back to you with that mindset and they see that you had to help them through it and they feel much better after they've gone through you? Yeah, I'm actually glad you asked that question because there was a point where I wasn't feeling um, confident in my work. And I just, even though I had the views, I just felt like I wasn't making a big impact because nobody would say anything. But it wasn't until I got this message from this these two sisters, they, I remember their faces, but I don't remember their name because it was from like MySpace time. But they sent me a message and they said, we watched one of your tutorials and our house just got burnt down. They lost everything. But the tutorial that I created was how to make a tutu without a sewing machine. So around that time, Halloween was coming up and to get the material to make a tutu, it could cost you anywhere from like a couple bucks. Like that's all you need to get the fabric. But when they sent me that message, they just, was just so grateful because they were able to go trick-or-treating even though they just lost everything and they had their outfit together they had a good time creating the actual garment and then from there i'm just like wow like i'm actually changing lives for people it's not just me putting out content showing you what i want to make but there's a lot of people who can't afford clothes and if i'm showing them how to make clothes if with fabric that costs two dollars like that's the type of um, comments I'm getting now from people like someone recently just won prom queen and she made her entire gown and so it looked like a thousand dollar gown but she learned that from my YouTube channel and so you know I do different types of content it's not all fashion and sewing but now I'm teaching people financial literacy um, content creation turning their passion into a business because it's definitely doable now so many ways to make money that's impactful. I feel like when I hear those type of stories, it even makes you more motivated to inspire the next person because not everyone that has an experience is going to tell you their story as boldly as she did or as they did. So I think at this point, it's like now you want to channel that for yourself and be like, okay, 
if she could do it and I'm already doing it, what else can I do that they haven't done? You know? Right. Yeah, true. So true. It's deep. It's really deep. And now I'm thinking about it in career. Like, this is someone that could take this as a career for their life to say, oh, I'm going to go to fashion school, you know, just because I made this one dress and now it's going to go a completely different way for my family going forward. What do you see? What do you envision in that kind of light? Look at you. You asking all the right questions. Um, you know it. <laughs> this is what you do. Um, it's funny you mentioned that because I do get a lot of people who just like graduated from fashion school because they came across like my YouTube channel. Um, they also just use my they use my channel as another source of you know another resource, right? Because oftentimes you're not in school twenty four seven, but maybe you forgot how to add a zipper to a dress or something. Now they have a catalog of content where they can review things that they may have missed from their professor and now I'm at a point where um, a lot of not only colleagues but professors are actually using my content in classrooms because I don't just teach people how to sew but I also teach the history of fashion like where was the first sewing machine created like that stuff that you can find on my channel and um, yeah even some of my own professors that you know I did go to school for but I've learned a lot just by um, trial and error and I was able to show that through my YouTube channel and make me show that to other students. So it's been cool. That's what's yeah, up. And it's, yeah, and I also got like a lot of subscribers that have opened up brick and mortar. So they have actual businesses, like wow. physical locations. Wow. You're doing much more than content creating at this point. You're building, <laughs> you're doing Monopoly right now. <laughs> hey, I'm saying, I'm over here trying to change lives. It's bigger than just me. You don't hear that every day. No, I'm just like, what? Like, she's like, I did. I learned how to sew from your channel. I made my first gown from your channel. Now she's in New York doing fashion week. She got she popping. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's really when you call impact and influence that you can't take credit for, and be like, yeah, I did that. I did that. Instead of just putting on yourself, say how many more people can do that like she did or like he did or he's done or she's done so now it makes you look like you're the star now you're the hero of the story because without you being part of that story they wouldn't have been part of that success anyway right yeah yeah just hearing these testimonies it just keep me going because like i said sometimes i get in my own head i'm just like i'm not good enough you know um, but when I hear people just thanking me and then showing me their work and telling me everything that they have achieved through my channel, it gives me a reason to keep going. That's beautiful. Do you yeah. think like entrepreneurship is hard to do nowadays or it's the, the easiest time to do it? 
I feel like now it's easier because there's people being transparent and sharing resources. But back then, I didn't have anything. Um, and there wasn't a lot of ways to monetize because now you have all these companies putting in billions of dollars, not millions, but billions of dollars for content creation and entrepreneurs. But back then, no. And that was one of the reasons, you know, I shared my story of being on the county. I didn't have those resources, but now people are actually being able to share. Like we have me and you, right? We share tips and tools all the time, but um, back then people were holding that information to themselves. Like, yeah. it's not enough money out here. Like, it is, <laughs> you know? Be willing to share a little. You gotta give it all. Right. Like, sharing like five tips of the day. Like, God, can I get that? <laughs> exactly. Like, I just need a little bit to get through the day, you know? <laughs> It's true, yeah. but, and I feel like there are different types of entrepreneurs. Think about it, like, you know, pandemic, they're like, what do they call them? There's a word for them, entrepreneurs that are just focused on that time opportunity factor. It's not like mm-hmm. they do it full-time or part-time. It's just like, this is opportunity, toilet, paper is out. Let me just get a couple, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There is a, there is a yeah, I don't know, that there, there's a word for them. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah tell me like when you think about those people do you think they can <laughs> easily like transition and be like okay this is a hustle but i can do much more than this if i build a website or something that makes more sense for my business or like is there is there an end of the road for this thing at all That's right. I pr- this is my personal opinion i think it is the end of a road for those people most of the time when i see people jumping onto trends and once that trend dies down what else do you got? Because they were only on it for the trend. They wasn't doing it because they actually wanted to scale up. Yeah. And I haven't seen any people successful jumping on a trend and actually scaling up. And I'm not saying it hasn't happened, but oftentimes it doesn't because they just want quick money. So that's the yeah. difference between someone who's really out here starting from the ground up versus just hopping on a trend because they see a money opportunity. Exactly. I believe so too. And that changes everything about where you're going and what you're doing with your time. You know, because entrepreneurs, if you think about entrepreneurs, the next thing you think about is finances, because not every entrepreneur is financially savvy. That is facts. And this is where my (laughs) business coach comes. Right. Nobody be like, they be like, I I haven't found taxes. What is that? (laughs) I'm like, you haven't found your taxes? (laughs) (laughs) Like, these are things I'm teaching. Taxes, and it's one thing to make money, because we cover marketing and stuff. Yeah. But it's another to keep it. And then I teach people what to do with their money after they make it. We're investing in stocks, startup companies, land. Like, come on, there's a lot you could do so that you won't feel like you're on a hamster wheel when it comes to entrepreneurship. Yeah, I think so. What do you think people should start doing more? Listen to podcasts or reading books? Both. I listen to, um, I have listened to a few podcasts. I network, utilize all the tools out there. Like, I met you from Clubhouse and I learned from you. Come on now. Like, you got to use the free resources that are out there. Clubhouse, Facebook, got the audio. They got yeah. groups. Um, you can connect with people all over the world at this point. There's a lot of community forums like Quora and what's the other one that's pretty popular? Reddit. Reddit. Again, there's so many ways to connect with people without leaving the house. Yeah. That's one thing. The other thing would be networking at events because that's how a lot of people discover me too. It's one thing to utilize social media, but connecting with people in your community is pretty important too. Yeah, I think so too. Like financially, you know, people can watch YouTube and learn about credit and how they can use it, but... They don't really know to what extent they can use it. You know, I was watching a video one time 
about how there's a woman she had a she has a tesla and she was able to pay it in her business name or register it in her business name which a lot of people don't do and it's like yeah. you're like oh yeah that's my car but no that's an asset thank you not yeah. a liability <laughs> I think so too. What, like, do you think people are really, do they care about it? Because now there's metaverse. So it's like, damn, we, we just learned NFTs yesterday. You know, there's there's so many new things that people are like, it's either I'm not going to keep up or I'm just going to watch the train go away. So where do you think people should be focusing on more right now, especially for their businesses? Because there's so much going on at the same time. Yeah, it's a lot going on. Like you said, especially with the metaverse. So even before someone decides to start a business, one of the things I um, preach about right now is protecting your intellectual property. So one of the biggest thing is your trademark. Like building a bit, just because you get the LLC does not give you full protection for that name. So if there was somebody in China who wanted to use that name and they happen to build a following from it, then you're going to get left in the dust because they already built it and they probably trademarked it at that time. So now you can't do anything. But when you have a federal trademark, there's different types of trademarks. Get a federal. But when you get a federal trademark, you'll be able to snatch anything moving. So if you did come across somebody in China or even India trying to replicate what you have created, you can send them that cease and desist letter, right? Yeah. Um, so that they won't be able to use that anymore. So it's a lot you can do. Exactly. And with the metaverse too, you probably want to be careful getting your trademark because there's going to be some great stuff happening there. There's going to be some new virtual <laughs> things going on. Man, I'm trying to trademark my face. Because <laughs> 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 I can imagine if they start doing like I know they already been working on it, but the virtual dating experience. Like, just imagine somebody trying to catfish, but they're not using your face. Oh. Like, they're, they're not using their face, but they're using yours. <laughs> oh, my God. You'd be so confused. Be You'd be going yeah, to have coffee. Bad. You'd be like, um, I thought I was talking to... <clears throat> what? What? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> That's not you? <laughs> I'm saying. That's kind of scary when you think about it, but... Um... I've been preparing for this moment. I'm still not mentally there yet because I know when it comes to the metaverse and technology in general, it's great for the medical field, right? There's just some things that a human cannot do. But when it comes to like social media and the way that some people may use it, because everybody's not going to use it for good, it's just got me on edge about things. So Mm. I'm just keeping my eye open and my, my ears open. (laughs) <laughs> exactly you gotta keep them open right now you know there's so many new things for example i think we were talking about it in one of the rooms on clubhouse when i got to know that youtube now has removed the dislike button for yeah. public viewing like it's still there but you don't see how many dislikes are there right it's only for you the creator so like t- tell us more about this in the trends is this something someone should think about or should just focus on their content their seo and their whatever it is they're doing with their business i think everybody should focus on what's working for them and uh, 
besides just social media, I teach my clients how to um, social media detox too, because that's important. Like you can even see now in this world we live in, a lot of people are getting sick mentally because of social media. So just imagine when a metaverse happened, there's going to be some people who created a, a whole life, like a Sims game. Yeah. And then they realize when they take the little Oculus off, right? This is not reality. Mm. And so I could see a lot of people getting sick over that. Um, and also there was a, I haven't posted it yet, but there's a, they've been testing it out where you're able to connect with a loved one that passed away through the metaverse. And I can imagine what that's going to do for a lot of people. Some people might not even go to work because they're so attached to this like animated thing that's happening in the metaverse where they don't want to leave the house because they haven't seen this love one for over like 10 plus years. You know what I mean? That's like little deep. stuff like that is deeper than just oh social media. Like it's right. about to make a lot of people sick mentally. That's what I said it here first. <laughs> Drop it. <laughs> you know, because I'm just thinking it's already bad right now you know people are cyberbullying and all these things going yeah, on it's you know cyberbullying is terrible, it's terrible. some people off themselves because of cyberbullying it's, it's it's terrible like even with youtube um i'm not sure if i shared this story with you but it happened a little bit prior to the pandemic this creator was getting demonetized because you know youtube wants to it to be a family friendly space for everyone but once you start bringing in politics and start sharing things that may not be um accurate then that's that moment where they will remove it because it goes against their guideline and so when some creators feel like they don't have freedom of speech they take it up another level so this creator um went up to the headquarters she actually killed people and she killed herself and so when people heard that story and it was all it was all over the news it was a big deal because everybody knows that i worked with youtube and they thought i was at the building but i wasn't at the headquarters that day but um Thank yeah God. it was just crazy that's that's the world we live in like when wow. people feel like they don't have freedom of speech when you post in things online on social media it gets crazy but i also want people to realize that these platforms we don't own them right they have their own guidelines so when you have your website you can have your own guidelines right you you're able to do whatever you want but when yeah. you're on somebody else's digital real estate you got to follow their rules exactly and that even leads us to the website part some people don't mm -hmm. think they need a website because they're so one page good but like when you think about the longevity of your real estate like you buy property you know in 10 years it's going to appreciate by x percent why don't they think about their websites or their products or even their posts the same mm -hmm. way is it because social media is so like intangible that they don't see the value of it or is it just a mindset problem well, I feel like not enough entrepreneurs, look, this is all my personal opinion, but I feel like a lot of people don't talk enough about it. And luckily we have audio apps like Clubhouse where people are making, um, they're highlighting how important it is to have your own website. And that's what I preach to people because they didn't even know like having your own website is that important until I start breaking it down. Like at the end of the day, you know, like when Facebook shut down because of a little scandal situation, like people lost thousands and millions of dollars that day because they put that all on ads. So just imagine your store being closed for 24 hours and you can connect with people that follow you. You done missed out on a lot of sales. So when you have your own website and your mailing list, you know, all that data, 
that's super important. How do you think Facebook is making billions of dollars off of our data, emails, phone number? They got address. I'm pretty sure they got my credit card information. I bought some things on there. <laughs> like they have all this information, and that's how people are able to run ads because of the data that they have collected. Right. So it's just a lot, and I just need entrepreneurs to start thinking a little bit bigger beyond social media. You know, utilize it as a marketing tool, but do not rely on it. That's a key right there. Do not rely on it. Use it as a platform, not as like the holy grail of your company. You know, it should right. it shouldn't be something that takes you out of your element. You know, so I'm glad that you're able to bring that up because when people hear these stories, they'll know that okay, let me just focus on a year on my website, and then in the right. second year focus on content, and then in the third year focus on my business exit plan or something. You know, it, it, it changes. You might not have an exit plan maybe till seven years, 10 years, 20 years. But the fact that you're leaving an impact every day is what counts. And I'm glad that you're able to bring that out for us today. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because it's all just super important. Yeah. Tell us about Create a Life just a little bit. I, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? I see it. It looks like, what is that? <laughs> but I can't, I'm not even going to move because these earphones. But, um, yeah, my company, Creator Life, uh, every time I mention it, I always tell people it's create your life, right? I believe that we are all the authors to our own stories. So if you want to change the narrative, you got to be the person to get that started. So when I created this company, I shared my story in a short 60-second reels. I started in the corner of my bedroom. And I was so happy because this, this is a tiny room. And I finally got an Ikea desk. And I felt like a boss. But... I realized like it was stuffy. I couldn't concentrate. Like if it's too much stuff around me, I can't concentrate. That's just how I work. Like it's feel like my mind is cluttered, visually is cluttered. So I'm just like, man, I thought I was doing something with this IKEA desk. And so I got the opportunity to really work with YouTube, and they let me utilize their multi-million dollar facility, and that allowed me to really scale my business with Creator Life by bringing entrepreneurs and creators together to learn everything that I've learned over the years. And then from there, it's just been up. I've just been really smart about um, different ways to market the business. And you see, I have the content homes for creators and entrepreneurs. We have gatherings here. Um, these are actually like spaces that I own. Um, and also we have our influencer marketing program as well. We manage a lot of TikTokers and YouTubers and um, stuff like that. And I haven't really dropped my roster because once people knew some of the creators I was working with, they were kind of like harassing me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, especially like people from like high school. They were like, I thought we were friends. We used to eat lunch together. Right. Like, when, when were we friends? Because <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to do product placement like for free though. Like that's mm. not how it works. Right. It's a process and my creators, they get paid for the work that they do because they're doing it full time. So I, I don't attach my name to a lot of people. They'll find out if they find out on their own. But other than that, I don't tell people, oh, this is who I'm working with, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the business. We're located in Las Vegas, Nevada, Los Angeles, California. Our headquarters is in Compton, California. So you can find me there, too. So it started. It's, it's been a long way, and I'm still not where I want to be. It's just only up from here. <laughs> Facts. That part. <laughs> <laughs> That's up from here. Exactly. Um, and it's going to get stuck too. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that's a really good way. And I really appreciate that you're doing something for the community at large, yeah, at absolutely. macro scale, 
And people are noticing it. They just don't say. They're like, oh, yeah, I see. Okay, I'm going to get back to what I'm doing. And then tomorrow they'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember that yesterday. So you're just doing something that the more you're in their face, the more they'll be like, yeah, we should do something about it too. So this this definitely I'm just getting started. I'm just getting started. That's one thing about me. Um, I don't announce anything until it's done, right? So if I was to say, for instance, um, I'm working with a producer on Amazon. They're going to be filming at this particular location. If nothing is signed on contract, I won't announce it, right? And so I believe in kind of keeping things to yourself before it's solidified. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I got a lot of stuff in the works. I just, like, even when I got the property, nobody knew. I was moving in silence during the pandemic. Like, I had to, because um, I'm in two different states, so I had to check out real estates and homes through FaceTime. Like, I couldn't do the driving back and forth. I'm still in school. Mm. So I'm in school taking bathroom breaks, but also on FaceTime. <laughs> so, teacher, I got to the bathroom, but you go <laughs> doing business meeting. <laughs> Damn, you hustling like that. <laughs> Brittany, you have to come back here and tell people how you did this because they're wondering. <laughs> wow. It's a whole nother chapter. <laughs> wow. I'm just proud of you. I'm proud of what you're doing. And thank you. You're welcome. I just know that there's a lot, and not many people do what you do. So for you to do it means that you're that one percent that stands out and you always see the star in the sky, you know, you don't miss it. Even though there's a huge cloud you or a huge <laughs> space, you know, you'll see something when you see it. Yeah. I mean I was having a conversation with my mom the other day because nobody know my story because I posted recently I only shared ten percent of my life online. So I can make my life look like it's I'm ha- the happiest person alive because I'm posting you great photos of me smiling. But at the end of the day, nobody saw me struggling at the county building, um, cashing in bottles to pay for my credit cards. Like, that's one thing I did not do that I discussed with my mom the other day. I was like, you know, no matter how broke I was, I was even taking tissue for my job. That's how broke I was. Like, you got a job and you taking tissue paper because I was buying a 99 cent one and those don't last long. But my job, they had the good quality that lasts you a month. Wow. But I was taking it from my job because, for one, I'm in California. They don't the wage and the cost of living just don't match up. And if you're a college student, it's only it's just a mess, you know. And that's why we have so many homeless people in California. But I was telling my mom that story. We were just kind of going back and reminiscing on that. Um, but also, even with some of my friends, I'm mindful of who's in my circle. Because there's people who supported me during that time when I was broke. Like, I had a friend. We were both broke. And we were literally would go out to eat at, like, Wingstop and split an eight-piece meal. Like, these are two grown adults, me and my friend, splitting an eight-piece meal together. And then we're trying to figure out who's going to get the soda. That, that's how broke we were. And my mom was like, you know how, even though you were broke, like, you never asked us for money. And I'm just that person where I feel like if I take it, it's something that's owed to people. And it was the same with the credit cards. Mm-hmm. I did not F up my credit because I knew the importance of how credit was. And if I didn't, um, if I F up my credit during that time, I would not have this property I have. Because one thing is you may not have all the funds, but if your credit is good, oh my gosh. 
your credit popping, you can get whatever the heck you want. Exactly. And so when I was looking at property, they just like, well, your credit's excellent and we here for it. <laughs> so yeah, mm-hmm. just make sure entrepreneurs, creators, building your credit, whether it's your personal, your business credit is leverage. Leverage. Leverage is the word, guys. <laughs> 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 it really is. It really is. That's Especially now more than ever because the pandemic, a lot of landlords lost money because people are squatting and stuff and not paying right. rent. But if they know that your credit report is showing that you make 100% on-time payment, of course they're going to want you. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. make payments. We need money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was actually reading a study not too long ago. They said that this is the first time since the 1940s that... Ooh. There's a 40% increase in adults staying back at home with their parents because yeah. of what's going on. It's Yeah, I can shocking. see that. Yep. And I was telling my mom that too. I'm like, I was actually telling my parents that I'm like, times has changed. Y'all was out when y'all was 18 and 16 years old, but now you'd be lucky to get a house if you were like 40 years old because mm. the average age for people to be a first-time home buyer is different. Um, especially depending on what location you're in because of course California is like the struggle state for a lot of people getting a house on a decent house for the most part they're they're in the millions so this particular house that I'm in it would easily cost you about a million plus in California however out here would be half the price and they're increasing um, the housing market out here in Vegas because so many California people is moving out here and so you'll start to see I'm in the real estate space too too, you'll be able to see like everything will start to hike up in the next year or so for sure. Mm. People need to wake up. <laughs> wake the heck up, yes. Big time. <laughs> wow, this has been so insightful. I really appreciate everything that you've been able to give us. And I know when you come back again, when that time comes, you know, people take a listen to this part one and they'll be like yeah we did a lot with that information and we took it because information is power and knowledge is only powerful when you use it you may know it but you may not know how to use it it's up to you to know how to apply it wow i agree to that yep wow my brain is filled with information and i can't keep it to myself i just want to see everybody win and that's why you always see me you know, all these apps sharing information and people be amazed. Like, wow, nobody ever told me this for free. <laughs> like, I got you. I exactly. got you, you know? Right. It's so good. Yeah. Damn. Thank you, Brittany. I really appreciate it. Is there any way they can reach out to you if they have any questions they might want i don't know if it's real estate they want to ask you or youtube or finances <laughs> the medical field the like. medical field like wherever they want to find you at there needs to be a landing space <laughs> yeah um you could definitely reach out to me i do check my my social messages on instagram quite often so my instagram is brit x brat 2 and also you can just find me on um you can contact me also through my website which is creatorlife.com that's c-r-e-a-t-o-r-l-y-f-e.com and then you can click the contact us and i'll be able to reply to people for anything that they have or any guidance that they may need awesome that's amazing you guys better check the website she has a lot of packages in there so you better grab them (laughs) before it's too late (laughs) Black Friday coming up. Come on now. I'm, I'm ready. I'm trying to help as many people as possible. Exactly. Wow. This has been really helpful. Thanks again. 
and I definitely know that we're going to have another time when you're going to come here and just give us some details, you know, and give us some highlights and at least inspire some more people to do the better thing, which is to, you know, have empowerment right now, which is self-empowering for their business and their future. So thank you. You are so welcome. And, and thanks again for having me. I appreciate it. Anytime. Bye. Awesome. Bye. Bye.